What was your reaction? Were you were you shocked? Were you stupefied? Were you not surprised by what you saw? Uh, you know, I was really, I was a 50-50 guy. I knew South Carolina was going to have, I thought they'd have a harder road because of the mass exodus of players that were critical for them in their ball game going up against the team. When I researched Notre Dame's uh, quarterback leaving, I realized the guy returning actually beat him out of the starting job in, in camp and got hurt. And he, he wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of difference. If anything, this kid was more athletic. Uh, was a little bit rusty early, but he came on late. But, I, I mean, it's a mixed reaction for me. I was really uh, proud, uh, if you can use that word as an analyst, of the effort and the game planning that South Carolina did. The way they came out and played, they used everything. They, their, their gun was empty when they finished that ball game. And unfortunately, they they gave everything they had in the first three quarters and with no depth on defense, nor offense for that matter, not too much. They just ran out of gas. And, and Notre Dame was a better team, and it showed at the end of the game. Um, that offensive line is one of the best in the country. I think they're better than Michigan. And if you watch both those games, you could probably see that. Uh, with Clemson, boy, um, I don't know how deep you want me to go off the start, but I'll just say deep, disappointed. Deep. Well, extremely disappointed. Um, very, uh, you know, in, in the first half alone, the lost opportunities in the red zone, uh, you know, dominated between the 20s and just could not make a field goal. You know, the fake field goal was there. All you got to do is pitch the ball. If he stumbles and falls, he's got 15 yards. He's probably going to score. Just pitch the ball. And then B.T. Potter, you know, it just shows you how good my old buddy Nelson Welch was at kicking field goals back in the day. He finally broke his record, but if they're going to lose the bowl game, I wish Nelson could have kept the record. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry I'm biased. don't know B.T. Nelson's my buddy. But, but you know, I felt I felt for him. But they just took, looked to me like they took a few steps backwards. And they didn't lose the number of people that South Carolina. In fact, Tennessee, I thought, had lost more with two All-American receivers and Hendon Hooker out, man, you couldn't tell it. They played a great game. Uh, although, if you look at the numbers, Clemson dominated many categories, but just could not capitalize and finish. And that is a big word in coaching. If you know how to win, you know you got to finish. And they didn't finish well. Uh, Zach Will is joining us here on Sports Talk. Zach, uh, something we've talked about tonight is that Clemson seemed to if not abandoned the run, but it didn't. They didn't enter with that game plan. They came out with a game plan. It looked like they were going to lay it on the arm of Cade Klubnick. Tell us, you know, take us into into the room and the coaching staff as you prep for a bowl game. Why do you think that happened? And do you have the same take on that? Well, I mean, I think that's a very. It, it certainly appeared. Now, when you look at the stats, say we're times we we saw them run the ball at will at times, and then seemingly. Abandoned the run. Reason for it, I don't know. I do know this. Early in that ball game, that's the worst Clemson's offensive lines performed probably since they started going to the, the Final Four. I mean, you got guys not picking up easy blitzes. I know that Notre Dame ran an odd front, which means that three-man front a couple of times in the ball game. They gave them some different looks. But, you know, their guards, guys that were starters, were making really crazy uh, mistakes and errors. They were letting people run through untouched. It was almost like when South Carolina was struggling, especially in the Muschamp era, it looked like that. You know, the kids didn't. And then they kind of rallied back and, and got through that. And of course, began to move the ball extremely well and dominated time of possession. But I was another one, just, just line up and ran it, 
run it right at Tennessee. They're not going to stop the running game. And then Klubnick could come off of that with play action, which they didn't do a ton of. Um, and But but it, he's a young freshman quarterback. Dabo mentioned that. I guess their thought was maybe these passes would be easier. To me, running the ball with the running backs you have, the offensive line you have, would have been the safer, effective way to go. But they're probably going to come back and say, well, we missed we miss three field goals. Had another fake that didn't go well. And then that clock management at the end of the first half, I never thought I'd see that out of a Clemson football team, at least not by this coaching staff anyway. That was crazy. Mm. First and 10 with Zach Willis looking back on the uh, bowl season for the Gamecocks and uh, Tigers. And, uh, Coach, were you ever part of a, a ball game where your team had 14 more first downs, possessed the football, say, 13 more minutes, or – scored two defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown and end up losing both of those games the way USC and Clemson did? Um, I'm sure somewhere in my losses there was one of those. I think we had to go up and play, um, I want to say, uh, Moorhead State, a 1AA program when I was at Newberry, and we lost in the last minute of the game. And it was pretty much the same kind of deal. We just could not convert. We got down inside the red zone. I think Josh threw an interception. Joe Don Reams, who was a great Clemson player in baseball and transferred to us. I think he 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 dropped one, which he I never seen the kid drop one going back to Seneca. So <laughs> you, you have those you have those nights, and, and I felt for, I felt for both coaches, but I'll say this: I felt like South Carolina did everything they could, and honestly, Clemson didn't look like Clemson. You know, they got a freshman quarterback. They look like Clemson against North Carolina. I think we all thought they're back. They blew them off the field. Tennessee's defense isn't that great. But it, it just, when he, I think when Potter, the missed fake field goal and then Potter missing three, nobody. We've never seen him do that. So I think it, 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 it has an impact on you. Kicking game is always the last thing people evaluate in the mainstream media and one of the most vital areas. Nick Saban's lost more games off bad kickers. Hmm. And probably anybody in recent memory is this a super successful coaching. So he can tell you about it. I know Coach Holtz talked to and tell stories about losing games that way. We all have. And I, I feel like it's just did, did, did Carolina and Clemson play well? Heck yeah, they played well. Should they have won? I think South Carolina honestly did everything they could. Notre Dame was just better. I think Clemson's lost opportunities really, really, really hurt them in a ball game I thought they were going to win with no problem. And I'm curious, so you don't have to deal with this when you were coaching, but you would now in terms of the transfer portal. And I want to use mm. Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina as an example, but he's he's not alone in this regard. But players that say they're going to enter the transfer portal go and then come back to the program. Would you welcome someone like a Grayson McCall back to your program, just using him as an example? Or once they went into the transfer portal, would you try and make sure they ended up someplace else? Well, um, it depends on the kid. There, there's different reasons for in, entering the transfer portal. And actually, in, you know, in small college ball, this is nothing new. There's a, a process. It's too loosey-goosey right now. But we, we thrived off of transfers from bigger schools coming down to play at the different small colleges I was at. You know, most of my star players, uh, there were a few that were homegrown, so to speak. But, you know, the rest of them were signed, Division One signees. If a kid is looking, he's got questions, Sometimes they go in now and so they don't have to have permission to go in. They don't have to have a signature for a fact from a faculty athletic rep. They can go in their dorm room. Heck, they can sit in Starbucks and enter the transfer portal. <laughs> That's a reckless uh, 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 
clause in that policy that they've enacted. I don't know what they can do to fix it, but they need to have be able to sit down. So yes, I would welcome them back now because they get one night they get down, they get the fight with a girlfriend, maybe a, a, a parent closer to home sick and they're way away from home, and they jump in there impulsively. Then you have to have the conversation about whether or not you leave with a coach that you should have had. And, and back, legislatively, it was mandated beforehand that we had to sign off. Now, there's none of that. And, and so maybe Grayson has finally gotten to meet the new coach, whatever the case may be. And he says, hey, you know what? It's not so bad. I'm going to stay. I'm, he, he's a big man on campus where he's at. I'm, I would take him back to heart, but he's a great kid from what I heard. And it was obvious in that ball game until he got hurt. And I got to watch him. He let, he got hurt scoring. He let, he definitely wasn't sliding. <laughs> he was going <laughs> head first. And, and so it, it, it's a case-by-case -case basis. But we need to all remember one thing. These kids now, yes, they can get paid, but they're, they're still kids. And their parents are usually, like my folk, I came from a broken home. If somebody walked around and said, hey, you can have a million dollars to come play at the school I support, some booster collective, which we have no control over those people that I know of, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to say no because I can help my grandparents live in a way they nobody in our family has ever lived in, in the history of our family that we can go back until we came over on the boat. We were always poor. You know, you, you got to look at the socioeconomic and educational ramifications of what's going on here if you're a head coach and, and you love your players and understand, okay, you know, uh, the, the media, no, you guys ask phenomenal questions. And honestly, if you want to know why South Carolina lost that game, their, their two leading rushers were gone. They had no, the kid, the Atkins kid needs an award for the guts he showed the way he's played at the end of this year. He is a He's a true coach's son, and it makes you proud to see a coach's kid. And Greg Atkins is a a great guy anyway, makes you proud to see him do what he did. But everybody doesn't have mom and dad and, just, you know, leave it to beaver type, uh, Ozzy and Harry, maybe I'm out aging myself there, but hmm. that kind of background, you know, and, and they're looking, oh, I can make this money and send it back to mom and dad. That's Most of our kids that got their pill money went back home to help the parents pay bills pay, or help mom or grandmama really a lot of times who was raising them so you got to give a little leniency there, but at the end of the day, the transfer portal crippled South Carolina. Shane Beamer did an absolutely phenomenal job, and I hope they're renegotiating his contract because he's proven he can do it. Doesn't matter how. Uh, I heard one guy say, well, he's a little goofy. Well, goofy wins, buddy, because he got as much out of that team, and the game plan against special teams, Pete Limbo, phenomenal. And the defense improved. Look how good the offensive line played. Notre Dame isn't a joke. Ask Clemson about them. They can tell you. And they played a great game. Clemson played hard. They just they just made a few mistakes down the stretch. And it, those things happen. At the end of the day, we had two teams with great years. Coastal still had a great year. I'm not. I wanted to see them all win. We all did. And I know the Carolina Clemson people want each team playing to crash. Whatever you they'll say they do. But the truth of the matter is. You know, these, <laughs> well, I've heard them say it. You've heard them. I've heard them tell me. You know, I've got relatives that would say when I coach South Carolina, I love you, and I'll, I'll coach I'll, as long as you coach there. I'll pull for you. But one time, time of year, and I hope y'all's bus breaks down the way or whatever. But you know, that's good fun, and you get a good laugh out of it. But when real life inserts itself, we have to have some compassion and some forgiveness of a kid's impulsive. I would always at least take the option to sit down with that young man, even if he's already entered, and say, let's let's take a look at this. What's best for you? You know, the NFL thing's different, but I will say one thing. 
they interviewed Notre Dame's two NFL draft guys, and they made the mistake. It wasn't really a mistake. It's a very good question. What have you been doing since you left the team getting ready for the – well, you know, it's a complex process. This was an answer both of them gave. Complex process. I've been spending time with family and just trying to recover from the season. They ain't been doing nothing. That's what they've been doing. They got out of bowl practice, which some guys – we used to have two-a-day bowl practices. That's folks that played for Danny Ford. <laughs> they would had two-a-days again. Bowl practice is tough because you develop people, you scrimmage a lot, and the last week you prepare for your opponent – you want to qualify for that bowl because at least an extra month of practice you get in over people that don't qualify. So it's a grind. Nobody's on campus. Your girlfriend's gone home to spend the holidays. None of your buddies are there. It's just you there by yourself with your teammates until you go to the bowl site. Now, I'm going to be honest, those bowl practices aren't <clears throat> any fun either. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that when I rate these things and look at them, I'm really not happy that they, any of them lost. I want them all to win. I live in Kentucky. I'm going to talk trash to everybody about how good South Carolina, state of South Carolina football is. But, you know, that's how I see it. I think that I, I get frustrated with this transfer portal stuff because it's not in the best interest of the kids. They're not looking out for them the way they need to. They need to have people around them to advise them and help them to understand this. They only go through it one time. And you got agents and you got people at other schools and collectives that have been doing this type of work for 20 years versus a family who's never had any idea of what they're dealing with and nobody to advise and help them unless they ask for it. So I, I would ask for leniency with the players and a little bit more rules for these collectives because it's like the Wild West right now. Anybody can call up some kid and say, hey, we're going to offer you a million dollars, $500,000, and it's a bidding war to get these kids in. They're not knowing if this kid's going to fit their culturally, socially, academically, or anything. They don't look at that at all. So take it easy on the kids and try to tighten things down these adults who are flashing this money at them. That's a great statement and a great way to wrap it up for this year. And we'll see what things develop over the next several months in college football. There's so many issues to be dealt with. And we'll see if anybody steps up and takes the uh, – you know, the dog by the tail here and say, okay, you know, we, we got to fix this. We got to tighten this up. We got to make this work better. We'll see what happens over the next several months. As always, we thank you for being a part of Sports Talk and sharing your thoughts with us uh, every week. Can't wait to have you back with us come next uh, August. Let's see. The Gamecocks will be uh, taking on North Carolina to open the season, so get ready for that. And Clemson will be opening up against, uh, I think it's Charleston Southern. They open up okay. against. Nope, nope. That's um. That would be September 9th. Who was their Who was their first game against? They got to go back here and find who their first game against. But whatever the case may be, we'll be talking to you about it, sir. Come next summer, and have a great off season. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you for your time, as always. Well, I'm honored to be here, and thanks to all the folks out there that listen and comment. I really appreciate you guys. Have a great year, Phil. Okay, Zach. Thank thanks, you, Coach. The coach, thank you, Zach Willis. First and 10 with us here on Sports Talk.